Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Bart Allen here chatting with actor Jenny Pearson. I'm excited. This just goes to show you how things work because I know who you are and I've seen you in a million things. Uh, powerless. I mean, <laughs> the, the list goes on and on. But you showed up in my, I think, Instagram or TikTok feed. Huh. Randomly, you had done an, an interview, I think, last year. And you were talking about actors who work and then have to go back to their day jobs while they're working. Oh, oh my gosh. I think I did that podcast like the box, I think six years ago. Like, yeah. So and then I started researching and going, okay, I have to talk to her. So thank you for your time. Oh my Um, gosh. Thank you for having me. It's so fun and nice of you to want to speak Absolutely, to me. <laughs> yes. Well, like I said, I've been a fan of your work for a long time and I was just every so often I go online and I just start looking and whatever comes across my radar. I'm like, this person would be really cool to talk to. So again, we were talking, if you're listening and watching before we started recording, you're from the Bay area. You're born and raised. Yeah. Born and raised San Jose, California. So when did you make the trek to LA. I moved here in um 2005. So, oh god, I'm terrible at math. So that means I've been here for f- over 15 years. Eight, 18? Is that did I do that? Roughly, yeah. I'm terrible at math too. I I'm not very good at it. <laughs> this so, is why we are actors. <laughs> yeah, that's why yeah, I was going to say um not trying to solve the world's problems. Now, exactly. <laughs> did you come to LA with the, w- was the idea, this standard story, you packed up your car to move, to pursue a career? Were you doing things when you were in the Bay Area? Because I know there's a pretty robust film community out that way and they do things there too. Yeah, I I guess when I, after I graduated college, I um, lived at home in San Jose for about a year, you know, just smoking a lot of pot and thinking about what I wanted to do. And I guess the, you know, it was kind of either San Francisco, which there's such a robust theater community and improv and stuff, or New York, which would be like a theater kind of dream or LA. And I decided on LA because I wanted to do improv Okay, was sort of the purpose for me coming out here. I had, I had seen uh, in, uh, a few shows at Improv Olympic um, okay. in when I was in college and vi- visiting older friends who lived in LA, and it just was like I would I want to do that, so that is why I came here. <laughs> yes, well, it's interesting because I had posted on my Facebook that we were going to be talking, and I have a friend who is from San Francisco who lives in LA, Leon Accord. He's an actor, and if he's done a bunch of things, but he knew who you were because he's oh. a, he, he's a Bay area native as well. Oh, and funny. knew you from powerless, you know, that, that is the correct name of that show. Right. Am I, I'm not. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So we'll yeah. talk about that later, but cause it's a bigger part of your story, which I find again, just so interesting. So you make it to LA, 
to do improv. Now you did Groundlings, right? That was I did, did you do the UCB. Um, I did Improv Olympic. Um, okay. U- UCB wasn't here yet when I okay. when I got here. Um, Improv Olympic. It was kind of IO or Groundlings, and um, I had seen. Um, I was interested in trying long form improv, okay. which is what um, Improv Olympic taught and. Uh, what the performers were doing there and it just seemed very like cool and funny and that's what I I just wanted to perform there (laughs) that's very cool Matt Walsh I think was part of starting UCB Um, so that's very cool so you're doing this and are you meeting people who are in the business already like what was sort of I shouldn't say sort of, well, so you're doing this, you're getting to do now what you came to LA for. When did you first start booking things? Was it pretty immediately? Oh gosh. Um, wow. You're really taking me back on a, on a journey through my <laughs> time in LA. <laughs> it feels like it's been a while. Um, I was in my early twenties when I came here. And so I kind of had these, like, I, I made these kind of like little, like, like ultimately I wanted to be on TV. Like okay. I wanted to be on a sitcom. Like that was like my ultimate like, dream, eventual like- dream. Yeah. Like goal, but whoever would know how to do that, you know, when you're young and you first move here, it seems like that's impossible. So I just started making kind of like s- small steps. Like I ca- do take improv class and I wanted to um, get on a Herald team, which, which are the sort of um, main stage teams at, uh, at Improv Olympic. The the Herald is a, a a form of long form improv, which, I mean, you're really making me dig deep into the memory banks. I don't. (laughs) Well, it's interesting because Steve, AG, AG, I think is how you pronounce his, he talked about something very similar in an interview. Oh, I know Steve. Yeah. Yeah. We've tried to get him on the show, but he's just a very busy individual. Of course. Um, I'm good friends with his publicist and she's like, keep asking. I'll probably say no, but keep asking. (laughs) Yes. I worked on a, um, a web series with Steve years ago for um, Rich Falter. Do you know him? Yes. Yes. He's a very hilarious comedian and they, they were good friends, I think for years. Anyway, sidebar. No, that's okay. (laughs) Well, that's why I wanted to have you on. And I talked to other people because oftentimes when I'm doing these, we're promoting something or we're talking about something and those are fun conversations too. But when I get a chance to talk to an actor like yourself or improv, whatever. I find your story so fascinating because it's not like what most people would be familiar with. And I think you said it in one of your interviews. It's like you get to LA and you see all these people doing things, but you don't know how they're making money. There's no, there's no like secret sauce to it. You just don't know, but you know, they're doing things like you said, they're buying cars, they're going out to dinner, they're having sushi on Rodeo Drive. But it's <laughs> yeah. like, how do these people make money? It's the same <laughs> thing with podcasting. It's interesting. There's a lot of parallels. I mean, you just don't know. And that's why I ask these questions because I think my audience really finds it fascinating when even comedians, comics, whatever, because it's like, I see you on TV, I see you in a movie. And people assume automatically that you're just like living this luxurious life, but really (laughs) 
you're struggling, you're working. I, I was reading somewhere like 5% of people who are part of SAG in the entire industry hmm. are actually working full time. And now that sounds crazy because you think 5% isn't much, but 5% of a very large pool that you're a part of. And then everybody else has to go to a day job, right? And yes. like pay the bills because the landlord wants their rent or their mortgage. And just because you're on a series or a regular, I mean, it could not be that much money, right? It, so it, That's exactly right. It's It's still a mystery to me. <laughs> even though I've been working in this business for a while. <laughs> really? So after all this time and all the success that I feel that you've had, and I think a million other people would say so as well, because the, the amount of sheer amount of people that come to LA every day to try and quote unquote, make it and then never see the light of day of a television or what it's if they difficult. came during yeah. COVID, it would even yeah. be worse. Cause it's like, right. Now the whole industry is just completely shut down. That's so cool. I right. love it. So you're doing this, you're starting to take small steps and then you start booking things and then. It, well, I it's, you know, it's kind of like you say, like it's, it's a, it's, it's not this straight line, you know, where you go from point A to point B and then you're successful and then you did it and then you're done. <laughs> I feel like I'm still surprised even my friends or people I know who I think of as, oh, you you did it. You're done. You're successful. They they don't feel that way. There's there's kind of like never a point where you feel like I did it and I'm done. There's there's always like a next thing or a thing you didn't get that you wanted or another thing. And I mean, that is so kind of you to say to me that you feel that I've been successful because I'm in a sort of down point of the coaster right now where I feel like, where's the work? I need work. Um, it's it's getting kind of stressful. The business is ch changing a lot post COVID and with streaming. Yeah. And it's like, just when you think you have kind of like a foothold, it changes. And, and so it's like, it's interesting to think about, oh yes, I did this and this and I've worked with so many people and and time just goes by. <laughs> and and now I'm in a place where I am now where I feel a little bit more unsteady. But I've been in a place before where I felt very steady and very successful and kind of um, excited about the work I was doing. And and now I have to kind of figure out what the, that next phase will be. Like you were talking about podcasts, um, reminding you of that. And like I unknowingly, and this is, I guess, one of those examples where you kind of come to LA, you start doing something, you don't really know where it's going to take you. Like right. I ended up in the world of of um, internet comedy back in the day when that was kind of like, if you, if you have heard of Super Deluxe or oh, Funny yeah. or Die or College Humor, um, those now feel like kind of like retro. A little bit. Yeah. But <laughs> it's interesting on that topic and we're probably going to jump around a lot. So I apologize <laughs> for my ADHD me too. <laughs> so you're, it's interesting that you say that the funnier die thing. I think that's Will Ferrell's thing. And then college humor it does, but now it seems like with the age of TikTok now has become such a thing or Instagram. It's like now some people would say those individuals are perhaps maybe jumping the line a little bit, passing the velvet rope without, Putting in, I don't know if that's true, 
but you have these, it is just the world you mentioned streaming too. That's where my brain went. It's like, it's just a whole nother world now where people can be discovered or can start, you know what I mean? And I think that, yeah, yeah. that's why I say success to you because I've seen your work. I've seen your films, your TV shows, all the things that you've done. You came out to LA and made the trek and you earned that spot. I feel of like what I would define as success being on a big television show mm -hmm or starring in a film and but then you have the struggles and the accruements of maybe going back to a day job or doing whatever it is you have to do while you're going to auditions and doing things you know what I mean and I think absolutely that's admirable yeah it's you're so right like yeah when I moved here you know I had that at the top of the list in bold like be a regular on a tv show <laughs> and then and you like achieved it, which I, I think did is it cool. yeah. <laughs> I think that's cool too and then you have to do it again <laughs> yeah show me what what have you done for me lately right like yeah like it just it's like oh yeah I, oh and now there's that gets canceled or something you know like it it's not the this end-all be-all thing it, sometimes it is there's so many different stories out here of different types of work and success and um you're right. The internet created, I guess, like a lot of uh, a wider range of opportunity for people to be creative in different ways. Yeah. But the other struggle with that too is like, how do you get your content recognized or, but I love the fact that you like manifested that in a way where you put it on a list and then you come out and do it. So my question is you get there and you book you've done other things and then you get powerless that was like a big prime time show yeah when when you're doing that and again i'm just referencing another conversation that you had so please correct me if i'm wrong so you're doing it you didn't know that you were going to be a series regular when you started right like it was just a couple episodes yeah, um, it started as like um, uh, two or three ep uh, episodes, I think, um, recurring guest star. And then um, they they kind of just kept adding me into uh, the episodes and um, I was in every episode. And by the end, I had like, you know, the A storyline or bigger, bigger storylines. And it felt um, it, I kind of became like a regular on the show. Um ultimately which was yeah like pretty awesome <laughs> yeah did that show get to finish out its season i'm trying to remember because i think it went away and then they released an episode i think with adam <gasps> west that was like the last episode because he had died right around the time that show oh, that's right oh my gosh had... yeah that rings a bell i i can't remember exactly but i think you're right it it sort of got canceled, but then we ended up being able to add the, cause we had filmed 10, I think, and maybe only eight aired, but then later they aired the, the maybe they la later aired the last two or they put it on streaming or something because yeah, of Adam West. Yeah. That was such a great show. It was so fun. Oh, fun. Thank you. It was so fun. It was the highlight of my career, not only because of what it looks like on the resume, but also it was so, it was the most fun I've ever had on any set, on any show. The cast was so talented and so 
fun and we all liked each other a lot. There was no drama. Nobody had egos. Like it was just a, an incredible experience. I think about it a lot. It was really like the height uh, of exper- experience wise. Like it was so wonderful. <laughs> yeah. What an accomplishment. So you get that. That's like the pinnacle of where you're at. And then you get news that everything is coming to a halt. What do you and do? Then like you're like, told. okay, well, I guess it's back to the literal drawing board of auditioning. Well, you go to Disneyland, you get you start getting really high a lot. I love it. You get really sad. You go, oh, well, I'm gonna get something like immediately now, you know, because of this great um thing on my resume. Um, and you just go back, you just sort of go your your go back to the drawing board. But also, you know, during filming, because I think we filmed for many months because there was like holidays during the time. I think we filmed over like November and December. So there was a lot of like um time off and holidays and stuff. So it, it was like maybe four or five months of filming total. So I was like auditioning for other things, you know, while that was going on too. You know, you're just, you're kind of constantly auditioning. You're hope and, you know, thankfully I was also filming something at the same time, but you're, you're always like looking for what is coming next, even when you're already doing something, it kind uh, of doesn't point, stop. <laughs> you're, you're now in LA, you're doing this are you still working a day job in eight to five or do you get to a place where you're like, okay, I can maybe quit that. And I, then I think sort I of rely quit. on the income. I had had a day job for many years. Like I'd had, I was, um, an advertising was, agency, right? Yeah. I was working on an advertising agency, um, for many years. And I think when I got powerless, I think I can't remember if I, I don't know if I quit or I was just like, Hey, I'm going to go shoot this. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, okay. And I can't remember then if after, cause I, I think I still, I didn't have a day job for like a year after that, um, shooting that, uh, because I was lucky enough to not need it at that time. Um, I, I I honestly can't remember. I think they might have thought I was coming back and I was like, so they were, I think maybe when I was done filming, somebody was like, okay, so like what, like what day, what time are you coming back? And I was like, oh, like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> but then I, on Monday? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh no, I'm done. <laughs> I, I'm done now forever. But then I ended up going back to it like a year and a half or two later. Um, because I just didn't get the work that I thought I, w- I would have hoped to have gotten. I I went back for a little while and then and then ultimately quit again. It's kind of just a constant like if I need a day job, I get one or I ha- I'm lucky enough to find one. And then I if I feel financially stable enough, I'll I'll quit it until I need it again. <laughs> like, it's kind of just a constant back and forth, which I I wish didn't need to happen. I wish I could just like. The dream now, probably honestly, with how the industry looks like it's headed with projects getting less budgets, there's just less money to go around now right. um, all over the place. Kind of the ideally, and I might be too old for this, <laughs> but, but would be to have like 
like a, a sideline kind of a career or something else that I enjoyed doing as well that could be a little bit more stable and make me some money in the down times where I'm not booking and, and then also have acting and the and the entertainment industry be on the side, like like both equal things. That that I think as I get older and um more tired <laughs> would be ideal. Yeah. But I, I didn't used to feel that way. You know, I was just like all or nothing. We're acting, we're doing it. Um well, and like I'll you piece said, the whatever has I changed can. quite a bit. Like it's not like it once was. Yeah, it feels like it changed really quickly all of a sudden, like under the cover of night. Very mysterious, like Batman, just kind of like coming <laughs> yeah. in and and things changing. Well, I again, from my perspective, and I'm really nobody, but I do think that's how I would measure success. Because then after that, you do other things. You book the Mike and Dave, is that the title? Wedding Dates film, and you do that. And then, oh, yeah. Um, I think I did that. Oh, I can't remember the timelines, but that was a while back. That was maybe like 10 years ago, I think. I can't remember. <laughs> That's okay. I'm putting your memory to the test. So yeah. now you're, you're doing things, you're still going out on auditions. Are you still doing improv? What keeps you busy these days creatively? Well, that's, I'm, I'm currently in a, place of trying to figure out what my perform kind of creative life is because we just came out of a pandemic of, you know, three years of being at home <laughs> and I didn't have any creative life during that time. Be right beforehand, I'd been doing a lot of sketch and um, per live performing and, you know, um, doing some writing and making videos and kind of fun creative stuff. And then that, you know, stopped for three years and things changed and and I'm in this place now of like okay what um what do I want what what do I want to do because I got during those three years you you were on the only creative outlet was auditioning really or so you're so focused on the job and getting the job and that doesn't always feel fun and creative and because you're going what do they need what do you want what do I have to do you know and I'm now like really hungry for just just fun just fun free creativity with no stakes no job to get <laughs> no um rejection waiting for me at the end <laughs> just why i moved here which is creativity and performing and so i've starting i haven't done improv in probably 10 years but i i i've done a show now and i want to do some more of that and maybe do some more sketch I, i've been kind of experimenting with different performing different things and theater there's new theaters now and some are closed and the UCB is like under new ownership it's totally different now and so the whole landscape is completely changed so I guess that is something I didn't con I, I didn't I never had considered well I guess none of us think a pandemic is coming <laughs> No, nobody literally <laughs> thought that was coming. Like literally you know, nobody. <laughs> yeah, like when when that can bring everybody from the top to the bottom to their literal knees. Yeah. Like when you know Taylor Swift is stressing about finances, <laughs> like stuff's getting real. You know what I'm saying? Like or <laughs> multi-million dollar earning comedians are selling their homes because they don't think they're ever gonna make another dime. 
like that's you know shit pardon my language my eight-year-olds on the other side is getting, <laughs> is getting real do you know what i mean like that's a big deal and literally everybody is on an equal playing field it's crazy the benefit for my show was is that everybody was home so we were able to get <laughs> right. some really fun people on our show because they had nothing to do with their days so they're like sure yes not. i absolutely. have nothing else to do um it seems well, like podcasts became so such oh, a huge crazy. draw yeah like, what am I gonna do am I gonna start a podcast am I gonna write mm-hmm. a book mm-hmm. um, something you can do solo on zoom you know that you don't need other people to be around <laughs> yeah it's crazy and some of them still are around and some of them fizzled out which I could see because you know now they're back to work again on their shows and things are different very cool life that you've led but and you've achieved i feel like a lot of the goals that you set out to do getting the series booking films do you get solicited for advice by new folks that come out to the area and you just happen to run into maybe they recognize you from something they've done or that you worked with in the past and they ask you hey you know what advice do you have for me if any at all i don't know um, not really. I, I have, you know, some like family friends, uh, kid, you know, is moving out here after college. And I've had like a couple of coffees, you know, kind of, especially if they're interested in comedy or improv, because that that's my niche, um, kind of thing. But but it's not like, I mean, I'm at Starbucks and somebody's like, Oh, my God. <laughs> It doesn't happen as much anymore as it used to. <laughs> Maybe partly because sometimes there's masks and you sometimes I don't recognize even my people that I know. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but um no, I, I feel that I'm not a very good advice giver. <laughs> like I partly because I think it's just so different. Everybody has such a different experience and um goal and you know thing that they're looking to do it i i can't make sense of my own life so i don't know how i could make sense of anybody else's you're like i'm not the person to ask i'm really i feel that i'm not maybe for like logistics like um like like what uh specific questions about what type of improv you're interested in (laughs) or what theater is uh you know uh, are you are you looking to go to or what kind of thing are you interested in? And we can kind of like try to figure it out. But um, advice, I don't know. I'm bad at it. <laughs> That's okay. Well, going back to the beginning of your journey, where was the appeal initially? Was it when you were younger? Did your family, your parents expose you to different things? Was it a television show? Was it a movie that sparked your interest? and getting you to where you were leaving the Bay area and going to LA to really pursue this? Oh, um, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I was in theater, like since I was little, I just something I always wanted to do. I I don't recall that there was one thing I saw or that I went, I want to do that. I just, my memory is I just always did it. Like I wasn't, I wasn't interested in sports I wanted, I was interested in theater. I just always really enjoyed it. Um, and making people laugh when I figured out I could do that, that became a, a an obsessive goal. <laughs> then, then that became the only thing I wanted to do. <laughs> and 
but and, and, and are still doing it, which I think is so cool because <laughs> thank you. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I'm excited. I know you've got a lot going on and you're and you're figuring things out, but I think it will be fun to see where this takes you next because this world that you're in, as I said at the beginning, I feel is just so different than anything anybody else could do. You yeah. Know are I mean? you're an actor as well? I mean, I've done things in the past. I did background work when I lived in New Mexico. I did this, that, and the other. I've dabbled in things mm -hmm. here and there, but po mm -hmm. uh, podcasting is really where hmm. I feel the most comfortable. Oh. And so that's why I do what I do. I've I've always found your world so fascinating, run into people here and there, and here we are. You know, I've been very mm -hmm. fortunate to talk to some amazing people present company included again because i've just seen your work on television but I, I i think it's just so fun and fascinating that's it's so just, cool i mean it's such a testament you know you just reached out out and we're like hey do you want to do this and it's like yeah wh why not <laughs> like, i'll do i'll take any opportunity to talk about myself <laughs> which maybe think, you found with other people <laughs> yeah i mean the most interesting person we know in our lives are ourselves you know what I yeah mean? yes it feels like this inaccessible world, you know, because it you really see it on does. TV or something and it's this like weird thing, but it's, it's not like you can just, you just reached out to me on Instagram and I was like, sure. Well, <laughs> I'm glad not? you did. Cause I, I don't know how current your IMDB information is. Cause I have worked with the person that used to be your manager. I don't know if they still are your manager. So you just kind of take a shot either way and go, well, I'll send her a message or him a message and see what they say. You know, if they want to go this route or that route, that's very cool. And then here we are. And I'm glad you wanted to do it because again, you know, having looked at your filmography, what you've done, all of it, I think is just really cool. And wow. Thank you. That's really kind of you. It's very true. And, 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 I mean, you've made it this far, as they say, I'm sure other things will come about. <laughs> it's just that daily process of trying to figure out what to do next. That's and exactly that is it. the world of being a creative and a storyteller in a nutshell, basically, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's just kind of um, somebody once said to me, it's just about staying. <laughs> it's just about you stay and you keep doing it. If it's what you really love to do. I mean, that's kind of, I think a lot of people I know have had to grapple with that question of, um, do we want to keep doing this? Uh, what What's keeping us here? And you just have to go, do I still really love it? And if the answer is yes, then you just stay and you just continue. I love it. That's a great way yeah. to wrap our conversation. I think somebody, I've heard it said before, if you can think of doing anything else, then do that. Then do because, it. Absolutely. <laughs> because otherwise you're going to have a really hard time sustaining yourself in this business. Cause it is, it can be a very cruel, fickle person if you don't have the thick skin to make it. Cause absolutely. <laughs> especially, I mean, I would say it's an assumption, but some people who would maybe reach your your peak as you described it on that television show that could be the end of them you know what i'm saying they're like well i did it and i guess it's over now but you just keep grinding and and i to me that's how i measure success if you can mm -hmm. 
manifest something or write it down. You get there, you do it. I mean, hey, you left beautiful San Jose to pursue your dreams. <laughs> I know. And the Bay Area is the best. Do you ever make it back there? One last question. I know it's been a long day for you, but do you ever make it back to the Bay at all? Or um, is that part I of your don't, life? That's I over? don't really have family there anymore. So so no. Uh, well, um, a bunch of my best friends live in the Bay Area. Like I have a friend in San Mateo and... um and one in San Jose. And I, I try to go up there. I used to try to go up there like once a year, um, to see like my best childhood friends. Uh, and that's always like really great. Like I just went finally after, you know, COVID, I finally got up there last year and we went to see the Dave Matthews band at Shoreline. Oh, wow. (laughs) It was so fun. It was such a blast from the past, but he didn't play enough, um, classics. My only complaint. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't want to hear I'm, new stuff. <laughs> I know. It's like, we want to hear the soundtrack of her life. That's why Kiss, I don't know if you knew this, they've said in multiple interviews, that's why they don't write new music and they don't put out new albums because people know them for yeah. X, Y, and Z. And they have been a part of somebody's life at some point. They're like, nobody wants to come hear us bust out some new tunes. They want to hear, totally. I want to rock and roll or whatever the case might be. Well, yeah. thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. This has been so fun. And like, I it's scratched an itch that I've had because I, again, I've seen you pop up here and there. And I was like, the timing's always what it's supposed to be. That's why I sent you a message. So thanks for responding graciously. No problem. Thanks for having me and chatting. So fun to meet people who live in other states. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Good to meet you. You too.